Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Boom! DDT! Ha 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 Yes, yes. Return of the B-Boy style. Props to all the B-Boys and the girls in the house. Check, check, check. What's up, dude? What's going on? Not much, brother. Just got off work. Uh, it's been a rainy, rainy days here in Peoria, Illinois. Shit day? Oh, shit week. Shit I just, week? Yeah, the, the rain's just sitting over us. Like, it's been raining for like... I mean, it's not raining right now, but it's been raining off and on for like... Uh, four days. This is the fourth day in a row. Damn. Did you guys get a lot of rain? Last week? You got a little snow. Oh, yeah. We had that. Yeah. Was it the real heavy shit? Like, super wet? Uh, it wasn't. Bay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For, for here, it was, it was heavy, but I've seen heavier, you know? <laughs> when it gets in the prairies, it gets heavier. Not the heaviest you ever seen, huh? No. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it, it was just a one-day thing. Yeah, we had that... Uh, Second or third week in April. But this was yesterday you got it? Uh, just a couple days ago. Okay. I'm trying to remember what day exactly. Sunday maybe? So not May. No. No. No, it's uh, end of April. Haven't had a May snow yet. I don't remember a May snow. We had an April snow last year as well. May snow will happen here. I don't know if it will this year, but it happens. Jeff, do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know that? Yeah, yeah. Help me. No, well, it is, huh? it is, <laughs> it is LP, coincidentally, but not like LP. I'm talking about Loop Pack. Oh, no, no, no. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well uh, who's on first there? I, I bet. The letters LP, not LP, the artist. Gotcha. So yeah, I I don't know if you saw on the Instagram on the Instagram page, but I actually found that on vinyl in Kentucky. Uh, yeah. Now that you mentioned, it, I remember seeing that on the on the gram, man. So yeah, uh, I've, I've been pretty pumped about that. In Kentucky, that seems like an odd place to find it. This guy had the great dude, like one of the best hip-hop collections i've seen and i'm not talking like he had some good used hip-hop is okay but he had like a lot of new vinyl <clears throat> excuse me a lot of good uh hip-hop vinyl like brand new like i i had to make decisions jeff i could have spent like four hundred dollars there oh i bet but i was like i gotta get the loop pack like we never i don't think we never had that on an actual cd right that was a burnt that was a burnt copy the only copy I ever had was, yeah, Burned. The old Burn CDs days. I miss that. Burn CDs and then iPods that looked like soap bars. Yep. The Burn... Or, and the, the, or the Mini. <laughs> yep, the Mini, the Nano. Yeah. I just, <laughs> like, you knew you you knew the tracks. That's what I loved about it. Like, oh, oh track, track 13. Give me track 13. 
Oh, did you? Because I, I just love that CD flow. Like, it, it's, it's a good flow in CD, well, with the little skits and everything. No, I mean, just, like, in general, like, in the Bird CD era. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, because you didn't, like, you know, you didn't know the names of the songs. Nope. You just knew, oh, give me track eight. And yep. then, and then when you... I was skipping to 14. And then a lot of times when you moved it over to the digital copy to put it on your iPad, your iPod Nano... If you were a guy like me, you either couldn't figure it out or you're too dumb or you're too lazy, so it just ends up still being track eight. You know what I mean? <laughs> that uh, that information never made it over to the iPod. Oh, that's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Me and Jeff grew up with a guy who basically traded in his high school career for uh, his iPod. His, uh, his iPod and song collection? <laughs> Which, looking back, I mean, I don't know. I don't really think it's that, you know, maybe that was a good decision. You gotta have your music up to par, you know. (laughs) It's essential. (laughs) So anyway, I started out this episode, Jeff, with a little loot pack. Um, Fuck yeah. just Just throwing all the rules out the window. And just livelying this thing up, man. I got I got lots of hip hop classics. I'd like to I'd like to play for the listeners. Oh yeah, throw them in, dude. Yep. So we'll be doing stuff like that. Um, Jeff, I, what I did watch this week was a little something that I'm gonna pass along to you, and it is a must watch. And for all the wrestling heads out there, okay. Shy Town Rumble, 1989. This is a, when you look it up, on it's, it's definitely an NWA pay-per-view. Um, I guess it was like NWA, WCW at the time. I don't know. They don't mention WCW on the broadcast at all. Interesting. But when you look it up, um, like on Wiki and stuff, it says, it, well, this is the quote. Event produced by WCW under the NWA banner. What the hell? Well, like NWA was like a like a big over, like a big overseeing that, eye over like the territories back then. Yeah, National Wrestling Alliance. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, when you're looking <laughs> it up on the uh, WWE Network, which we all have, of course. You're going to want to look under the WCW pay-per-views, go to 1989, Chi-Town Rumble, obviously in Chicago, at the UIC Pavilion, which I know you're familiar with, Jeff. I only went there once, to be honest with you, but yeah, I used to go to UIC. That's where the WNBA uh, Chicago team plays as well. Okay. Uh, That's, it's a small venue, but it's right, like literally right in the city. Yeah, I mean, it says attendance on the wiki page. It says attendance eight eight thousand. I don't know if that's like about like total of how much it holds. Like, it's smaller than the Civic Center. You're saying? Uh, yeah, it's probably smaller than the Civic Center. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, eight thousand. I think the Civic Center only holds twelve. So eight thousand could be max capacity. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> Especially back then in '89, it probably wasn't that special. They might have redone it since then. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> But anyway, this is a cool little pay-per-view. I highly recommend everybody watch. Uh, Jim Ross on the call. Uh, this was oh, hell yeah. his WCW days, and he sounds a lot different. But when he gets excited and it starts, you know, the mucus starts coming in. Yep. You can totally hear the JR that we all remember. Yep. And um, so the reason I looked this up is because of the Ric Flair... Uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat matches that everybody always talks about. Uh, oh, I, th- I think I've seen one of those. Yeah, there's a trilogy of them, and I've seen them, but I just wanted to go back, and it's just really a great, great fucking match. This is the first one of the trilogy. Uh, it go and uh, Ric Flair goes in as the champion and um, loses. Spoiler alert. Oh yeah, yeah I was about to say. <laughs> yeah if anybody you know it's only been 30 years but uh (laughs) 
He loses uh, the title to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat via a small package, but it's just a great match. A lot of things that made me think here, like they have an hour time limit. Oh, that's strange. Yeah, what do you think about time limits in wrestling? Uh, I remember I liked it when I played wrestling on PlayStation. Uh, because, uh, like, I, I would always play the demo version. You know, you got the pizza uh, demos on PlayStation. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. One had, uh, I want to say it was just called Raw's War, but it might have been something else. But, um, it, it, you always started off with, like, Ken Shamrock versus someone else. And it was so fucking hard to win within the five-minute time limit they give you. So I would either try to get a count-out victory or I would just go for the draw. Like, try to out, not get pinned in five minutes. Yeah, run away. Yeah, exactly. Just sprint the other direction. They're hard. Uh, we got... Let's see. What did I get? I don't know. We we got a PlayStation. Samantha wanted one. We got a PS4 maybe a year ago or so, and I got, like, 2K something. Brock Lesnar's on the front. Don't remember what year. But those wrestling games are hard. Oh, nowadays they're they're just silly difficult. But uh, back in the day, it used to be a lot simpler. Like, you, you just you hit circle for grapple. Yeah. And then you chain wrestle for a while, and you, you might wind up doing a move. You might wind up getting a move done to you. Yeah. That's how now I you have like stamina and you have to do like three to five specials because that's wrestling in general nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if I took the time to learn it, it would be really fun, I'm sure. I mean, obviously they're popular. I'm sure people like them. But like I played it for like an hour and I was like, man, I don't know. Yeah, I got 2K16 a while back or maybe it's 2K15, but it was like five bucks or some shit. So I picked it up and... Uh, me and my buddies made a uh, created wrestler. My created characters on all video games is a guy named Mo Cheeks. Oh, where is he from? Uh, I mean, generally he plays for Chicago teams on other sports <laughs> okay. games, but so I, I mean, he just sounds Chicago. like he's, he just sounds like he's from Harlem. <laughs> Mo Cheeks, but he, he was dominating the wrestling game and. It was just such a long fucking thing. I had to go through, like, in, two, in 2016, I had to go through NXT and then get upgraded to the main roster. And it's all, like, with every single video game, it's all about, like, experience points. And you can cheat the system by buying shit with real money and all that. You know, you know how video games are now, man. It's all a yeah. point system. Yeah. It's bullshit. Got off on a little tangent there. Sorry. It's all right. I definitely remember, what, like, my favorite one was, uh, what was it, oh, NWO WCW Revenge, and it was the same way, like, you just hit A, I had the N64, you know, so you just hit A, and the guy starts, like, grappling like he's going in for a hug, and yeah. then and then you get him, and then you just smash buttons, and you just hope for the best. Oh, yeah. And, the, <laughs> and that's that was my uh, heyday of video game wrestling. How did we even bring that up? Uh, you asked me about time limits. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, so time limits in real wrestling, I've never experienced that. Well, like, like ever. I've heard JR talk about it, like, recently. Like, he wants them. He says, like, why don't we have time limits? Because, like, to make it more like a combat, you know? But, uh... Yeah. It doesn't really make sense for how people wrestle now. Which I, no. that's how, that's what I always saw. And when I saw this, I was like, oh, I, I see what JR's saying now. Because, like, when you, like, this late 80s stuff, man, like, this looks a lot more like a combat event. You know what I mean? You can tell it's a lot less, like, like, obviously you can tell they're professional wrestling. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but still, like, a lot of strikes. Just just moves, you know, like like there's not you know how nowadays everything's so choreographed and like everybody's working together so much, sometimes it kinda of takes you out of it. Yeah. Like it's a lot less fancy, a lot less flips and a lot less acrobatics, but it's snug, you know, like they're hitting each other. 
I mean, I don't mind that style of wrestling. That's a little more attitude era-ish. No, I don't mind it at all. I was really... That's why I recommend checking out this pay-per-view. It was really cool. You get, uh... I mean, there's a lot of people in this one. Sting is on it. Uh, Paul Heyman's on the card. As a, as Paulie Dangerously, of course. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, nice. R- Rick Steiner. Lex Luger. Uh, the Road Warriors. There's a, It's a good card. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, like... I, I don't want time limits to come back because of Matt, like I think we talked about this last week how much like Cole and them are just doing analysis rather than chitter chatter. Yeah. Think of how analytical Cole would be and how many times he would interrupt Renee or Corey if he had to fucking constantly update you on the time limit and, yeah. and all the uh, consequences of said time limit. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, in this match, you'll notice that JR never talks about it. It's just mentioned at the beginning, like, our time limit on this bout, like it's like it's a normal thing. And then they don't mention it at all. I'm sure if it got close to an hour, they would have. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they did, like, hour-long shit, then I'd be fine with it. But, like, I'd imagine they would do, like, 15-minute time limit or 10-minute time limit. Yeah, that wouldn't like, be good. What? I mean, you're clearly going to fucking go to the brim there. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I feel like I feel like once you watch this match, you'll be like, okay, that's a good way to do it. Like, it made sense. Okay. Because these guys, like I said, they, they just mentioned it at the beginning, and then they don't mention it again, and it looks like these guys are really beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> but no, it was, a, it was a super good match. Like, every, obviously everybody knows that, but yeah. If you're looking for something to watch, this is what I recommend because uh, the WWE right now it's kind of bumming me out. Yeah. Um, before we get to that though, did you see? So Dean Ambrose left WWE, and apparently it's not a work. Oh fuck! Really? Yeah, he put out a uh, John John Moxley promo, which was his old uh, indie name on the indie circuit. Ah. So John Moxley's back. Put out a little like vignette of him like breaking out of jail and then jumping over the barbed wire, bruh. Okay. So <laughs> So I don't know what's next for John Moxley, but yeah, apparently we were wrong and he's really gone. I don't know. I'm still calling it a work. Let me see what uh let me see what uh, Wikipedia has to say. John Moxley. Yeah, it says. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it says is best known for his work with WWE, where he performed under the ring name Dean Ambrose. Yeah, it's acting like he's gone. Okay. So we'll see. Um, when is that first AEW pay-per-view, do you know? I have no clue. I haven't been up on that. I want to I definitely, I think it's going to, you can order it on pay-per-view. That's too bad. I'm not paying 60 bucks. Well, you think it's going to be that much? Traditionally, yeah. I mean, you can still order WWE pay-per-views through pay-per-view for 50, 60 bucks. Really? Yeah, it's, it's or last time I checked, which is like uh, less than a year ago. Why would you do that? Because people are fucking stupid and cable companies, the cable store is ruthless. Huh, the cable store is definitely ruthless. There's no doubt. Uh, May 25th. So we'll see. I'd be interested to see it for sure. JR be on the call. Oh, yeah. So, I'd, yeah. I'd be interesting to see it, but yeah, well, I agree, though. We'll see how much it costs. What if it's, like, 30 I'm going to have to play it by ear, man. I, I don't know. That's still pretty steep. <laughs> yeah, now that Vince has got us on $10 a month, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm greedy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's do, a little, uh, let's do a little WWE wrestling, shall we? Sure. 
um, Raw this week. What did you think of Raw? Didn't like it. Well, straight up. <laughs> Like three weeks in a row, it's it's been just like a pain in the ass to get through. Yeah, I'm trying to think what. Well, I tell you what, if uh, if one of these weeks coming up, if we get all four or eight competitors of a uh, Money in the Bank match sitting on top of ladders and talking to open the show, oh fuck! I'm just gonna, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna That'd be lose the third it. Third year in a row, right? Yeah, I'm gonna lose it. I can't, yeah, I can't do that. I can't, I can't see it. That. I cannot see that again. Yeah, so we weren't doing podcasts back then, but let me be clear. So, the last two years at least, for the Money in the Bank, like the build-up to Money in the Bank, like Eric said, they have all the competitive, like they just start the show, and like they start decorating like ladders around and shit, and then... One week they start the show with ladders in the ring, and inexplicably, everyone who's competing, no matter if they have beef with each other or not, they're just chilling up on ladders like we're fucking painters on a house. They're just sitting up there having a gay old time and cutting promos against each other in a very synchronized fashion. Yeah. It's terrible. With nothing, with actually nothing to really talk about, it's all worthless. Oh, it's, yeah, it's worthless. They should all just fart into the mic, call the day. Alexa might as well have farted into the mic. <laughs> yeah, that's how it starts. So Alexa gives us uh, four, the four men's competitors from Raw that'll be in the M, the Money in the Bank match. So we got Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin. And the, uh, the conga line comes out. Yep. The only thing I like from this is when uh, Ricochet said he's not here to talk and Drew's just like, well, then shut up. I was like, thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Rick- Ricochet was in his home state, so got a little, uh, got, um, fucking McIntyre got some heat for that, but oh, yeah. I was with him, like, like, I know exactly where you're going, Ricochet, you're gonna do the Finn Balor type of promo. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly where he's going. Yeah, I'm not here to talk. I'm here to fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the match was... A t- so they ended up having Braun and Ricochet versus Drew and Baron. So the good guys versus the bad guys. From the match... That doesn't make sense. I mean, half the promo was McIntyre and Corbin in each other's faces. And then they're on a team together. Yeah, and you'll notice in, in typical WWE fashion... Uh, you you get a nice uh, replay of that on SmackDown. Did you catch that? Replay? Oh, uh, oh, maybe, maybe you haven't gotten there yet. I, I got a preview for it. Uh, I mean, they said it was coming up. It was going to be the two SmackDown faces versus two SmackDown heels. Yep. Dude, that this is the, the it's oh, it's whack. Yeah, it's whack. Uh, I don't think there was, well, Ricochet, okay, so it was Braun and Ricochet versus Drew and Baron, uh, McIntyre turns on Corbin, there is a beautiful shooting star press by Ricochet, that's the highlight of the match for sure. Yeah, he looks like a dolphin. Yeah, it was a good display for Ricochet, Ricochet had a good outing in the home state as you mentioned. Yeah. Uh... Another thing from Raw that I noticed was no Leo Rush with uh, Lashley. And as you might have read on the internet, there's supposedly some drama with Leo Rush backstage. So I don't know what he's doing. Really? Yeah, like he might be sent down to NXT or I don't know. Apparently he's got a lot of heat backstage with the locker room. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, like a uh, Enzo Amore type of thing. Uh, to that level, really? I don't know. Who knows? You can't trust any of the shit you read on the internet. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, also on Raw, um, Usos beat Gallows and Anderson and then proceeded to show us a, a video that they filmed. Did you catch that? That one was not on the Hulu cut, but I saw it on the internet. Ah, 
weird. Yeah. So they catch them shaving each other's back in the locker room. In the shower, but with towels on and no showers running. Yeah. <laughs> there seemed to be steam, though. They must have steamed the place up first. Yeah. It was a little steamy. So did that lead to, like, a match or anything, or what did that lead to? Um, uh, Hawkins and Ryder faced the revival later on in the evening, and the crowd was chanting, shave your back, chance. <laughs> I just found it weird, like, I was confused, like, is it supposed to be homophobic? Or is it just, like, like, yeah, man, man's got a hairy back. Do, do you want him out there, like, looking like, uh... Who's, Al- who's that fucking furball? Uh, Albert. Yeah. He, was, hey, he can't be out there looking like Prince Albert. There's a lot of furballs, but Albert's the one that came to mind. He's good for a ball for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what... It was just classic machismo masculinity. Yeah. Like, dudes can't shave other dudes' backs, man. Yeah. It's gay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, like, that's what I was thinking. Like, is there there homophobia? Is this like, oh, he's he's a fucking flake. I don't know. I don't know. It was, I just saw it on the internet, but did they, they they had a little something like, they must have had a back and forth. Yeah, uh, after that, the revival came out and tried to argue it. It's just like sloppy and the crowd didn't like really respond too loudly at all you know yeah but I don't know it it was goofy it took a stab and it didn't work for me but yeah might have worked for some people did you catch Corey said that uh, said Socrates was a sculptor (laughs) no that that was good Renee caught him she's like what I think he meant to say Michelangelo, but yeah, that was pretty funny. Socrates was a sculptor. Yeah. He was talking about, like, Lashley's physique, and he's like, this is what Socrates tried to sculpt. And Renee's like, what? And she's, he's like, I'm just making sure you're paying attention. <laughs> uh, we get Shane uh, versus Miz and Money in the Bank in a cage match. Oh, is that what came out of that? Uh, eventually, yeah. I, I, was, I wasn't paying attention to that that whole thing. I saw Lashley was facing Miz and Shane came in, but then I stopped paying attention. Uh, Alexa announced the women as well. Yeah. Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, and of course Alexa. Yeah. Uh, Natalia said something and you can hear a clear fuck you. Just fuck you from the crowd. Oh, really? I didn't catch that either. <laughs> it was an odd venue. You could hear, like, everybody. They were at, like... They were at the University of Kentucky. I don't know what venue they have there, but... Uh, did you notice that both... Did you notice that both weeks was at, like, a school? Yeah. Or both shows? Yeah, they did, they, they did a schoolboy week. Both shows were at different uh, universities. Not huge ones either, too, are they? I mean, Kentucky's big, but was the uh, other SmackDown was at Ohio State. I don't know. No, no, I, no, Ohio State's big. What the fuck am I talking about? I see a huge school. Yeah, but yeah, that was interesting. Both of them were interesting crowds. Like you could hear a lot. You could hear people individually say stuff. <laughs> oh, I need, I need to turn up the volume a little bit so I can keep an ear on that. We had the uh, the newest episode of the Firefly Funhouse, which was good. We got to meet a new character. Yeah. Um. What was the new? What was it? oh the Rambling Rabbit? What was his name? Yeah, Rambling Rabbit. Oh, was it just Rambling Rabbit? Yeah. And then I noticed that the witch's name is uh, Abby the Witch. Was that that was that a different witch than last week? It seemed like it, it was Bray Wyatt's voice this time. Yeah, like the voice was different, and but I thought the witch looked different too. No, I think it's the same witch, but it was definitely a different voice. I don't know if, if that's like... 
Like, obviously, they probably did that on purpose. I don't know if he's, like... These are all his little... Like, all these characters are his uh, different personalities, maybe? I don't know. I'm worried uh, that he's slipping back into his break character. Yeah? I mean, he showed more signs of it this week. He... He was painting a picture, and then it turned around, and it's that burning fucking shack that Orton visited. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking, because Abby, that was Sister Abigail, so, like, Abby the Witch, that could be Sister Abigail. The, uh... <laughs> she was the, acting like a mom. She's like, okay, let me get my beauty rest. Yeah. <laughs> and the rabbit was like a little stoner. He's like, what are you doing, dude? Painting? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then he was like, sorry about Abby. She's kind of a sociopath. And the rabbit's, yeah. the rabbit's like, what is that like, the word of the day? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what, uh, I don't know. We still don't know what's going on with this, but I still like it. It's still my, probably my favorite thing in wrestling right now. Yeah. Uh, Sam Zane's still up there too. Oh yeah, Zane, Zane's good. Uh, I lost... What What else in Raw, Jeff? Well, he gave another thing. Uh, a little promo about psychological entitlement. I just love how much he's attacking the audience. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, here's a Firefly Funhouse on SmackDown right now. I'm oh. finishing up SmackDown on mute. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're just running the same one. They're doing that thing where they think we only watch one show. Yep. This is AJ Styles from from on SmackDown. Yeah, you guys, guys never heard of him. Guys ever heard of him? Uh, my my buddy told me that uh, SmackDown is moving to Fox. Yeah, it's moving to Fridays on Fox. <clears throat> so may, I mean, maybe then they could actually do that. But still, we're wrestling fans, so we're gonna watch both shows. Yeah, you don't get invested. In. Uh, it's kind of like what you had as a childhood, where if you don't have the like the full cable thing, yeah, you only get the local channel. So maybe there will be SmackDown only fans. Yeah, because I yeah, at one point I was watching just SmackDown. Well, I would watch both, but I had to go somewhere else to watch it. I tape raw for you too on VHS. Yeah, I have a. I just got a copy of a VHS from my mom that she found, and it's like. From 2003, and it says Stone Cold Returns. Oh, man. Like, March 3rd, 2003. It was a bunch of threes, but it was definitely your handwriting. Hell yeah. So I'm going to try to... I'm going to watch it at Borks or something to see if some hilarious commercials and stuff. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, Sammy, uh, Sammy Zayn was good. He was He's too slippery for the director, man. He can't follow him. What do you mean by that? <laughs> like, like he's running around the ring and then he gets real low and then he jumps up and like the cameras can't follow him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a goofball out there. I fucking love it. Um, what else do you got? There's only two more things really that happened. Well, there was the Becky Becky Lacey Evans brawl, so we got that again. Oh yeah, all right. I almost missed that on my notes. It was a good brawl. It was a really good brawl. I'll give him that. Uh, it's, it's always like they, they do like the baseball fight. When they... <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Run at each other. like They're never going to just sprint and fucking 
head-on collide because you know it's it's wrestling but like they always like run with their arms extended away from their body you know yeah yeah <laughs> uh that's kind of goofy but we had finley and jamie noble out there head of securities yep to separate i liked the uh so yeah we get so that's still building i'm getting a lot of heat on lacey evans once again she doesn't know the difference between the man and a man yeah and then she starts saying about, I'm trying not to lose my manners. And then immediately proceeds to lose her manners. Great job. Real classy. <laughs> Great job. I'm sorry, what were you going to say, though? Oh, uh... I don't know. Oh, I, I thought the the end of Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio was funny. Rey wins via an extremely slow roll-up because he can't get Joe's thick ham hocks down. <laughs> It was a very, it was a rollover. Yeah, <laughs> he couldn't get those ham hocks up, man. They're thick. Yeah, that's quite the size differential. And then to finish it off, you had AJ and Rollins contract signing, which doesn't really do much for me. No, God, no. I mean, they they, they started to present AJ in a kind of heelish light. I don't know which side to go for here, Eric. I don't know. So that's like, like that's the only legitimate heat. Like, um, shit. What was AJ saying to Seth? They had an okay back and forth for those two. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll admit that I was a little out on this one. I was I had stuff going on. I saw the uh, phenomenal forearm through the table. That was badass. Yeah, that. yeah, that part was good. But I was, was I was a little out on this one, so I don't remember what they said. Okay. Yeah, I mean, AJ, like, am I just been because they're in the Midwest, but the crowd seemed more pro Rollins, and AJ started to play into that just a little bit when he was talking to Rollins. But I, I didn't write down any quotes of him or anything. Yeah, I mean, it was. I'm like that match is going to be good for sure. But there's, like, no build or no story, which sucks. Like, they could have saved that for something really special. I mean, they had the con... This is how much they're fucking hurt for content, is they had the contract signing three weeks out for no fucking reason. Four weeks out, however far out we are. Yeah, no, it's... That's a good point, Jeff. It's a bad sign. They're just giving us fucking tag team mid-card Money in the Bank matches as main events. They, I mean, they, they are squeezing all the fucking juice out of that lemon. Here's yep. Orton talking about how he talks to snakes on my television right now. Yeah. In a dark background. God, he's cool. <laughs> You're about to see a great part where... Uh, so so on, this, on this episode of SmackDown we're about to talk about... Let's go ahead and get into SmackDown. Uh, they they uh, recycle the same thing and they take the four SmackDown men, which are going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match, which are going to be Randy Orton, uh, Finn Balor, Andrade, Cien Almas, and Mustafa Ali. And they have the old heels versus faces tag match again. Yeah, and uh, Andrade grabs the mic from Zelina Vega on her way on his way down and starts talking to Randy Orton directly, and Randy just looks at him like classic white guy, like what are you saying? Hang on, this is about to happen. Why don't you speak American? Here you go. Here we go. I have no respect for you. Ali, I have no respect for you. God, he's slow burning me. <laughs> Randy Orton, 12 times. Orton's <laughs> face. Yeah. Amigo, anytime you want to hear something, tell me. And I wish this you. Okay. That's enough. Did you see that white guy face? 
Yeah, his face is priceless. Speak American. Jeff, let's take a what break. What the hell did he just say? What? He's like, what the hell did he just say? Yeah. I'm from Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> let's take a listen to some Jedi mind tricks. That right there, Jeff, is Jedi Mind Tricks from the legendary Violent by Design album. Fuck yeah. That one's called Heavenly Divine. I highly recommend that one as well. I wish if this guy would have had this one on vinyl, I would have got that too. This is one, of, but he had stuff in this realm, like this, the classic late '90s, early 2000 independent scene, you know. That, that's cool as shit, man. Yeah, and they were all brand new vinyls. It was sweet. Um, so yeah, SmackDown. We just talked about the men's Money in the Bank. Uh, we also get the women's. What did you think of the women's squad? I haven't seen the women's. I might have skipped over it. No, I don't think... No, they do it super sneaky, so I'll have to fill you in. So the first one, uh, they just mentioned that Bailey's in. That they just tell us. Then we get... uh, What is the second one? I think the second one was Mandy Rose and... uh, Who am I missing? Sonya Deville in the back. And <laughs> and Shane Shane I guess told him that only one of them can be in. So of course Mandy tries to butter Sonya up and's like, oh it should be you, blah blah blah. And uh, Sonya's like, shut up, Mandy. I know what you're doing. You're trying to butter me up, so I'll say it should be you. But I really think it should be you. So Mandy just accepts. So we get Mandy Rose, uh, Bailey. And then at the end of the show, Ember Moon tells us she's in. She's like doing a backstage interview. And then Carmella sneaks in and says she's in. So Carmella, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and uh, Bailey. Okay. I like uh, I like the Ember Moon. I hope she gets it. Uh, I think it's gonna be her. I mean, I'd say Bailey is probably the favorite. I wouldn't mind that either, though. Hey, let's let's listen real quick to a soda can opening, Eric. You want to try that out? Yeah, put it up there. Let's hear it. All right, let's hear it. Ooh. Fresh soda. That was delicious for all the fans of that weird shit where you listen to people eat and stuff. I don't forget what it's called. <laughs> was it ADSM or something? I don't know, but I I remember like a year ago, I I found out about it on YouTube, and there was one of a guy eating uh, KFC, and it was it was remarkable. You could hear every little crunch. (laughs) To to a point with fried chicken, I don't want to hear because I imagine there's a little bit of slurping and sloppiness going on. Oh, there's some slopping. (laughs) Slopping and smacking. Yep. That's disgusting. Yeah, well, yeah. I, people like it, man. So I gotta ask you, uh, on the men's side, they just fucking straight up just gave us a graphic and popped them off, listed them off for SmackDown. Yeah. And it's, um... Who the hell is it? It's Mustafa Ali, Finn Balor. Yeah, we've said this a couple times, my bad. Uh, but, uh... Which presentation did you like? Did you like the conga line with Alexa doing it all fucking janky on Raw? Did you like just the transparency of SmackDown just being like, this is it? I think you might as well just give it to us. If there's not going to be any story, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't don't need the conga line. No, I mean... I think ideally I would prefer an authority figure, not Alexa, but an actual authority figure to come out and just list them off. No Kogalide, but I like an in-ring announcement, no Kogalide, you know, the best of both worlds. Yeah, Angle did that, I think, last year. 
Okay, yeah. I mean, if Triple H came out and just broke us and leaned on the ropes a little bit, it said, give him a round of applause. Yeah. I agree. Well, the part I don't like is the conga line followed by a shit promo. Yeah. That's the part that ruins it. So I think you're right. Dude, when Natalia and Dana Brooke came out with, like, identical fucking promos and no one in Kentucky gave a shit, that was just bad. Exactly. <laughs> at least, like, Naomi and, uh... At least Naomi and Bliss, like, had a back and forth that was decent. Yeah. Like, Dana and Natalia, like, come on. Yeah, come on. Uh, me, da- like, they're trying to get Dana into relevancy again, but it's not going to work with that type of fucking uh, mic work, you know? She's just so fucking vanilla. Yeah, and we don't know, like, why are we supposed to like her? Yeah, exactly. She hasn't done anything awesome or anything, like, super heel, so we don't know. Yeah. Like that guy said, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Who are you? Uh, what else on SmackDown? What did you think of... So the Hardy Boys have to relinquish the titles. The SmackDown tag team titles. Jeff is out with a knee injury. Until about Christmas, I read. So this is real? Yeah. Yep. Because I was doing a heavy skim. I skimmed, to, I skimmed through them lipping into the ring to when they act, actually relinquished some bitches. And, uh... I, like... I hadn't seen a crutch until this week, and they didn't really focus the interview. Jeff's just like, you want to see what happened? And they showed a fucking Lars Solvin vignette. Yeah. So I, I thought it was just a work from the get-go. Like, Hardy's won another fucking title at WrestleMania, and this is a way to get it off. But this is legit. Uh, the injury is legit, yeah. So I'm a bitch, man. You yeah. think they're going to be back? Yeah, they'll be back. They're younger than I thought they were. 40s? Yeah, they're a lot younger. They like Jeff Hardy's is uh, AJ Styles' age. Oh, shit. Yeah, so they're it's surprising. So, uh, yeah, they'll be back. Okay. Uh, Lord okay. Sullivan really pissed me off at the end there. He doesn't even know how to do a, a, a an adequate power bomb. Like, did you see that thing? I saw a little. I mean, it's just a slam that I saw to our truth or to Hardy. He did a power bomb to R Truth, I think. That was the last move he did. Okay, so so to catch catch the audience up if if you ain't watched SmackDown, this part of SmackDown, uh after the titles are relinquished by Matt and Jeff, Lars Sullivan walks his fucking uninteresting ass nasty ass teeth down to the ring. And uh starts to fucking I think does he hit Jeff once and then Matt comes in to save and Matt's getting his ass kicked? Yeah, he hits. Yeah, he hits Matt. Jeff. Jeff's trying to run. Uh, get Matt comes back. Then Matt and Lars are going into getting into it. Matt gets flushed out again. Jeff decides he's going to try to help, and then uh, right before Lars is about to attack the wounded Jeff. Uh, R-Truth comes from behind with the chair. Snakes in the back, dope. Yep. But the chair, of course the chair doesn't phase. Big bad Lars. Oh, I don't, I don't understand that. Some chairs can absolutely knock a person out when you hit him from behind with an unexpected, and other chairs just, nope, that was a love tap. Depends on how ba- how big and bad the boy is. I guess. So yeah, I mean, Lars just fucking stands tall over everyone. But he does the butthole. <laughs> Lars butthole. <laughs> he uh he does this power bomb though, like he picks him up from the side, like you know the traditional power bomb. You just put their head between your legs and flip them up. We tried the side power bomb back in the basement wrestling days, didn't we? Yeah, he does the side one. It's like, come on, just come on, dude. Just a traditional power bomb, okay? Yeah. We already we already workshopped this in the basement years ago. It's just easier and better to go the traditional route. Yeah, safer. 
what else was on SmackDown? They had uh, Kyrie Sane and Asuka versus some jobbers with the Iconics on commentary. Uh, Did they even mention who the jobbers were? I didn't ne- ever catch a name. I didn't either, but I saw... Uh, I found her on in- on Instagram. I found the uh, African-American chick, but I don't know who the other one was. Okay. But yeah, some uh, some probably some local... Uh, what they call enhancement talent. Yeah. Coming in. Maybe some performance center girls. No, these are some indie gals. Oh, okay. Come in there and get your ass beat. Yeah. Get some television time. Uh, but that that insane elbow. They uh, of course Oscar and Kyrie Sane win via insane elbow, and that thing is beautiful. Oh shit! It's it's great. What's not beautiful is the mashup. Because once again, we have a music mash. Did you catch that? Oh, yeah. Why do they do that? So it starts with Kyrie's uh, bling, 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 bling. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it busts into Asuka, which I don't know if I discussed on the podcast, but rips off that uh, one fucking band, you know? It's just a rip off of the song. Oh, uh, 20th Century Schizo? Yeah, yeah. Gizoid man. Um, but it, it just is so completely different than Kyrie's music. And then halfway through, it just busts back into... Oh. Yeah, it's it didn't work, did it, Jeff? No, it's god-awful. I'd say just <laughs> roll with fucking Kyrie's music. Yeah, I mean, her... I don't even know what the answer is, but that's that ain't it, bruh. Nah. <laughs> Paige is still just walking out awkwardly. Yeah, Paige needs to... I don't know if she needs to change the gear or what. She doesn't fit in. <laughs> no, she's fitting out. They're she, all colorful and shit, and she's just coming out black. They're, color, they're colorful and, like, super eccentric, and Paige is, like, you know, modern goth. Yeah. It's just weird. Uh, also, we had uh, Becky versus Bailey, non-title match. That was a good match. It's a good one. I like that one. That's probably my favorite match of the show. And afterwards, uh, Charlotte comes in and attacks both ladies. Uh, Becky, Becky was able to um, get her knees up on a elbow drop that Bailey was doing and roll that into a arm bar because she's a fucking man. <laughs> Yep. But yeah, then Charlotte comes in with a cheap shot, because that's Charlotte. I'm getting real heat from Charlotte, dude. I know you're Charlotte, Mark, but... Whew. Yeah. Oh, I can see it. She's easy. I mean, she plays it great. <laughs> yeah, she's a great heel. I love it. Yeah, very easy I to hate. Very easy to hate. Uh, but yeah, I think... I like your Bailey prediction for Money in the Bank more and more, the more I'm thinking about it. Do you have an early prediction on the men's side? So the men's, we got Braun, Ricochet, Drew Mack, Baron Corbin, Mustafa Ali, Andrade Cien Almas, Randy Orton, and Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. I will go... These aren't official, this is just... No, I don't like, I don't like Finn or Randy's chances. I don't like Braun's chances. I don't like Corbin's chances. So that leaves us with Drew, Ricochet, Drew Mack, Ricochet, Ali or Andrade. I'd, I'd probably go Drew or Ricochet. See, from the get-go, I, I know who I'm going with. and It might change over the next couple weeks, but from the get-go, from Raw... I'm going with uh, D-Mac. Yeah, that's a, uh, I can see that for sure. Drew, why would Braun win it two years in a row? He didn't do shit with it last. Did he, did he win the title? He did. No, he didn't. He did not? I don't think so, did he? You tell me Braun cashed in a Money in the Bank contract and didn't win a title. That seems almost impossible. Well, it was like, remember it was all fudged up. Like he used it, it he used it to distract Roman so Roman would lose his title or something. And then uh, uh I don't remember what happened. And I do I man, but 
he brought back the same slogan from last year that reminded us that he won at the Monster in the Bank. Yeah. No, Drew Mack is... I like the Drew Mack prediction for sure. I'm thinking that way, too. Uh, I'd be more excited about the Bailey. I like Bailey. I like her. I mean, I, I, I feel bad for her because I don't know why the crowd hates her so much. Like, I've always had a soft spot for her, and I know she's, like, vanilla as shit. And just like looks like a classic sporty chick, but yeah, she looks like the. I mean, she played volleyball at your high school. Yeah, but I mean, like Be- Becky's old shit wasn't like her old character wasn't that great. You fucking flip a switch. Yeah, you never know. I mean, she got rid of Sasha. Thank God. Yeah, we don't know what's going on with Sasha. There was a bunch of rumors about her too, and she she's nowhere to be found. shall see yeah trying to think oh the only other stories were the Roman story and the KO uh the Roman story was whack uh you're gonna have to fill me in on all this cause this is like when I was muting starting the podcast uh Roman has an in-ring promo it's talking about how he beat up Vince McMahon uh Shane comes out Shane punishes him by making a handicap match B-Team versus Roman. Oh, uh, yeah, I've ever seen the B-Team with Shade out there. With uh, special guest referee enforcer Elias. So, just nothing here made me excited, Jeff. Uh, Reigns wins via Spear, and we get Roman versus Elias at Money in the Bank. There's your catch-up. Jesus. You give a shit? be kind of like uh, just the aspect of one guy versus the unfair corporation like the Rock and Stone Cold used to do. I think that's an okay spot for Roman to play now because he's super face. Yeah. But um, not with the B team Elias and Shane McMahon. That is not an authority that I feel threatened by. <laughs> yeah. You see Triple H, Poopstain Patterson, Jared Briscoe, Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Shane McMahon. Insert any fucking heels that could be easily corporately led. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It used to be an actual legit concern. Like, damn, all those motherfuckers versus Stone Cold? Yeah. Or all those motherfuckers versus The Rock? Yeah. Yeah, the B-team and Shane doesn't have that same effect, does it? No, especially when it's on, like, the main event slot. No, I agree. This is in a sandwich slot, really. Yep. I'm not scared of B-Team at all. I'm not scared of Elias because I know they'll fucking just job Elias out for any fucking reason of the WWE. Yeah, it's sad. It is sad. I wish he would do something. Like, his work is great with the guitar and everything, but I wish they'd have like a real story with him. Yeah. Totally. And then the only other thing, like I said, was uh, the New Day KO issue. Uh, the show started out with Cole... And Kofi talking about Mania again. KO comes out and says uh, Kofi's not a real champ. Woods attacks, Xavier Woods attacked KO from behind. KO super kicks him and runs. Uh, Kofi and Woods did talk backstage this part. Uh, They said, you know, Woods' knees or his back's all jacked up from the uh, powerbomb to the apron. So Kofi's trying to convince him he needs to stay away or whatever. So we might see a Woods absence because uh, Big E's already gone, which I could see him doing that. Back of the deck a little bit. Yeah. So it'll just be Kofi versus KO, you know. Uh, at the end of the show, there's a KO show. Uh, Woods and Big E... Are action figures. Xavier, and, you mean? Yeah, Xavier Woods and Big E are action figures that Kevin Owens is talking to. Have you got to that part yet? Uh, I I skipped through that. It's been on mute. SmackDown's over. Okay. I I wasn't fucking paid. I was completely lost. <laughs> so yeah. So he invites uh, Xavier Woods out to the ring for the interview, but he doesn't come out. So he just uses action figures. And uh, talks to the action figures. It, it was pretty hilarious. It was good. 
<laughs> I might have to go back and watch that. That sounds pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> KO's the man. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's another high spot of this. It wasn't all bad this week, but not a lot of great stuff. But, yeah, I like the KO stuff this week. Uh, that one leads to Kofi coming out to represent his boys. And a brawl ensues. A, a, a decent brawl. And uh, KO escapes through the crowd. And that's how they close the curtain on SmackDown. Hmm. Now, uh, if you were to guess, Eric, how far away are we from the contract signing for this side? Uh, KO and uh, Kofi? Yeah. I think they got a little more story to tell, so they might build yeah. that a little bit. I agree. I think that one might, that one might be on the go-home show. Like, Becky and Charlotte, I could see have a contract signing next week. Just, I mean, every fucking match has to have a goddamn contract now. Why? I don't want to see contract signings. Yeah, I mean, you use it when you need to use it. You know, when there's a, the, something spicy's going to happen. But it's now... It's like this... It, it's their default for a face-to-face. So that pisses me off. I just want an organic face-to-face. Yeah. I know, I know, I know what you mean. Like they they overuse the shit out of it. And now it's ruined. Yeah. But that's SmackDown. All right. And that's wrestling. Like you said, not the best, but I mean, I have to, I, it's got to pick up one of these weeks. You'd think. Well, I think like. After Money in the Bank, like I, I like the people carrying the briefcase, so I think that'll make it better. Like if if yeah. we get if we get Bailey or somebody we want to win, I mean if they if they take a, a dark turn, then I might just lose my mind. Like if Mandy Rose comes out with the briefcase, I don't know what I'll do. Or Alexa again? I guess Alexa could hold it. Yeah, at least but, at least she can talk. Yeah. Oh, she could talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, she could talk a lot. Uh, well, anything else you got from this week in wrestling, Jeff? I noticed something. Uh, it's not really wrestling, but um, kind of mixing wrestling and NBA. I watched The Jump. Are you familiar with the show at all? Yeah, I know about The Jump. Uh, Rachel Nichols, she was uh, starting off the show talking about Jimmy Butler because the night before he had gone off for Philadelphia and helped them win a game. Okay. And, uh, like, they, they showed a clip of Jimmy Butler. Like, I forgot how she set it up, but they showed this image of Jimmy Butler's face on a wrestler, like, standing up on the turnbuckle like Jimmy Butler's the man or some shit, you know? It's just terribly cut and paste. It's definitely Bobby Lashley from 2006. You can see the ECW title, and it's definitely Bobby's thick black ass, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I got to send you a picture of this pop-up on the IG or something, because it, it, the, the, the face is so much bigger than the body. That it's just That's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, definitely send me a picture of that. That's a must. Hell yeah. I'll throw it up in the episode link or some shit. For sure, yeah. Send me that one. That'll be the that'll be the the link for this episode for sure. Um, NBA's good. You been checking that out? Uh, I haven't watched a lot of actual games, but yeah, I've been following it for sure. Uh, Portland Denver is a mighty fine series that no one watches because it goes on late. Where are they at right now? Like, uh, what is the series at right now? It's one one. Oh, nice. Portland. Nice. Yeah, Golden State Houston's kind of sucking. Two zero Golden State going into Houston. Uh, what what's going on in the East? It's a uh, one one for the Bucks, right? Yeah, Boston came out and fucking smoked Milwaukee first game. Shut down Giannis because they shut down the paint. And then classic Boston this season. They just fucked everything up in game two and took their ball and went home. <laughs> yeah, I'm still going. I'm still rooting for uh, the Bucks in the East. For sure. I like the uh, 
I mean, it's cool that Denver's still in it, but I do like Portland, too. And that's the Akin kid for Toronto, man. He's, he's a fucking beast. What's his name? I don't know his first name. His last name's Siakam. He's just like a power forward. Like, kind of reminds me of Bobby. In a way, Bobby Portis. Yeah. I'll have to check him out. I, I was laughing because, uh, what what's the, the real, like, Denver's best player? Nikola Jokic. Yeah, Joker. like, yeah. He, so, like, I had never seen this dude. So, like, <laughs> he, he eats cat food, Eric. He just, he, wait, what'd you say? Like we said when we went to the live game a couple months ago, he eats cat food. <laughs> he looks, he didn't, that's not what I thought he'd look like. Let's just say okay. that. I was like, when I saw him, I was like, oh my God, is that Greg Ostertag? Do you, do you remember that guy? Hardly. I was like, is he still in the league? Is that fucking Greg Ostertag? <laughs> uh, Just but yeah. a big hero? Yeah, so that guy like brings the ball up the court and shit? Yeah, he's your, he's your point center, man. That's crazy. But he, he can't jump over a phone book. It's hilarious. Like, he's so good, but he's not, like, quick or highlighty at all. Like, he's just good. He yeah. can pass. He's got good footwork. And he can fucking barrel in the paint. He can shoot from outside. It's just, it doesn't look good, so you never see him on ESPN. But you hear about him. People. I mean, obviously, yeah, he must be good. You hear about him. Oh, yeah. I've heard a lot about him. I, I followed him. Let's give it up for Greg Ostertag and a great career. So are you going into those playoff games? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Pepsi Center jacked up the price pretty damn high, so probably won't. No, I don't blame you there. I got a. There's a guy in my apartment complex who's a big Blazers fan, and he's all he's pumped. I know he went to Game One. I'm not sure if he went to Game Two. Yeah, no, I, I too expensive for Jeffrey. So too rich for your blood, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I'll tell you what, Jeff. We'll do it again next week. Hopefully, wrestling's a little better. Oh, yeah. And we're going to... build that shit up. We're going to ride out to this one. You want to see a dead body? This is uh, Pusha T and Kendrick Lamar and Nostalgia. Jeff? Yep. Night, night. 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 You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.